Hello, everybody. Kyle here. It is December 15th, and you are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. I do apologize. This episode starts a little bit differently because I uh, had some tech troubles at the start of recording. And thankfully, what we do with these recordings these days is we stream them up directly to YouTube. So even though my local capture software had an issue, uh, YouTube was nice enough to save us this great copy of it. So if it sounds any different, do do bear with me. Uh, To my ears, it sounded great on YouTube itself. But if you listen to this episode week after week on here, whatever this podcast player is, Spotify, iTunes, or the rest, uh, it might sound a little bit different because it was captured and processed a little bit separately. This episode is with our great friend Adler Cooper, who we met through the New Kirk's Phenomenicon. Adler and I have had a couple interactions um, in, in the public sphere this past couple I guess months now. In October, we were both part of the Pan Paracon event. Adler was just by our show over on Twitch for Seance Saturday. When did that happen? Today's the 15th. Kiki Dombrowski was by on the 11th. That is an awesome episode. And Adler was by, it looks like, on December 4th. So two really stellar seances back-to-back. If you haven't already caught those, go to revelatornetwork.com uh, forward slash member dash videos. They're up there for everyone to look at and adore. They're really, really awesome. We have such an, a cool catalog of videos this time. So many amazing seances. Uh, this Saturday, we're adding to the mix. That is Saturday the 18th. We are doing a seance at 7 p.m. Eastern time, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. We're going to be taking our Yule kits and our spell candles. We're going to be lighting something up and trying to channel in the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. See what might come through and chat with us that night. Tonight, though, if you're getting this episode on the 15th, we are doing a spell bottle workshop on Twitch. So again, that's twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. Spell bottles. Bring them if you got them. We're going to make some. I've got these really cool larger ones that I got from Michael's. Can I hear them there? knocking them together but i got these great spell bottles i'm going to show off on camera we're going to fill them up again this will be in the archive so if you want to get involved with that stuff uh go become a revelator podcast network member the goodies that we send out in the mail are going to get even more wild next month we've got pins we've got stickers we got some transparent stickers coming in soon Uh, i'm getting a t-shirt the chaos and shadow logo and uh, of course all the handmade goods that i send out like the soaps the candles Uh, And all the rest of that, the incense blends, all that wonderful stuff that was in the Yule kit. So thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this great interview with Adler. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for keeping Chaos and Shadow running at full speed. We should say, finally, five-star reviews are amazing. So if you get the chance to leave one, specifically on Apple, but also there's a a platform called Podchaser. Those are two great places to do it. If you can give us a thumbs up or a like or whatever the button is on whatever platform it is, it gives us... Tons of help in the in the search results and things like that. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And enjoy this episode. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Hi. I am welcoming everybody aboard tonight to a very special interview we are having here on the Chaos and Shadow podcast. In just a moment, I am going to introduce our guest for this evening, Adler. Adler Cooper, amazing friend of the show. We just did a say on Saturday with Adler uh a few days ago, it, it, what, two, two, two days? No, a couple days ago. My brain is totally melting down because we had Kiki in there, the, 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 the mix. Uh, and yeah, so here I am with my coffee, ready to go, ready to get energized. Let's get ready to welcome Adler aboard. I see she has her camera up. Uh, Pagan, I think I'm just going to have on mic tonight. So let's switch over there. Let's see what's happening and let's say our hellos. Uh, say on screen 
Hello, friends. Hi. How's everything going tonight? Good. How are you? I am good. I am headache brained. We've got that weather front (laughs) stuff going on, but I am this, this interview has been the thing to look forward to. And my brain is starting to clear up in advance of it for what it's worth. The pain is gone. The fog is still there. So Adler, bear with me tonight. If I, I don't know if I'm just an unresponsive, whatever, but we've already had so much (laughs) fun together in this last like week and a bit. Uh, Like I mentioned, we had our seance right off the bat. That was super, super fun. And usually we do our interview first. But, I mean, we've Mm -hmm. already been chatting and hanging out for months on end. So it feels (laughs) like we have that rapport and that connection. I do want to spend some time, though. This will be tonight an introduction to folks on Chaos and Shadow uh, to you. You know, if they're just an at-home listener that catches this uh, in, in just Spotify for maybe they listen on their way to work or while they're at work, but they don't get to catch the witchy Wednesdays. They don't see the say on Saturdays. They may not know you from that, or they may not be a member of the, the new Kirk's paranormal community and know you from there. So it's true. Take a moment, Adler. Some people are going to know you super well. Some people brand new. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, um, interact with the strange. Yeah. So so really, I'm sort of on the outskirts, I feel, of the paranormal community. Like, I'm a person who likes weird stuff, but I don't really, you know, I'm not like a paranormal investigator. I'm not like, you know, I don't I do not do a lot of things. I participate in different communities, but really, like, I am a little scientist in training. So, so that's what I do um, every day. Like, I go to grad school for chemistry. I'm in the, my second year of a chemistry PhD program. And so that's what I do from, you know, eight to 6 PM every day or longer. Um, so I'm, I'm a chemist. Um, I research the origins of life. And so, um, kind of in a weird corner of the science community and then sort of in my free time, I've always been into weird stuff. And we talked about this in the, in the seance, um, my intro to the paranormal was when I was a little kid and I heard about Mothman and injured cold and euphonauts. Uh, and from young age onward, I was always in libraries uh, and on the internet when I figured out how to use it, like figuring out, um, like looking into UFO cases and euphonaut cases. And I was a big UFO kid. And of course that leads you into everything else weird. <laughs> and so over time I sort of got into, um, sort of the larger paranormal bubble, um, you know, with creatures, like I loved sea monsters. Um, I love things like the Bermuda Triangle, obviously Bigfoot comes into play. I started to get into more ghosts and hauntings. Um, when I moved to Michigan, I grew up in Colorado and I moved to Michigan and I started to experience what you'd call poltergeist activity. Um, very stereotypical. And of course, as a kid, I turned to the TV, which is the worst thing you could do. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, mom, there's a demon in our house. And of course, she's like, no. Um, And only later did I realize that it probably caused just by, you know, I was a preteen. I was in that age of of Mm -hmm. puberty. We had just moved states. I was diagnosed with um, a genetic disorder at that time. So I was in this really massive liminal state and I was experiencing all this crazy activity and stuff. And so I got into ghosts that way, introduced in the worst way with paranormal television. Um, And then, you know, through over years and years and years, 
sort of sunk into that and actually just last year found the new Kirks <laughs> through uh, Phenomenacon. And so that sort of switched my perspective on a lot of things, thankfully. And so this past year, I've been digging into, you know, just sort of the stranger side of things and more of the wholesome, you know, less scary, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, finding like you guys and listening to all the guests you guys have brought on and obviously participating with the new Kirk um, and just sort of getting to know more people in this community that sort of look at this and not the uh, dramatic TV, (laughs) you know, way of looking at this. So that's kind of where I am. And just like a weird person, but I'm an academic too. Weird person meets academic is sort of exactly where I'd like to to take this conversation tonight is to continue what you just put up there for us, Adler, because what you just described to me is, is there is this community forming within the paranormal that is not looking to just swear at demons or convince mm-hmm. people that only they can solve their problems. A lot of these buzzwords or things that I'm saying, these phrases right now are ones that I've heard Greg Newkirk say before. Things like, you know, again, they're never trying to sell you the solution to it. And that's an important thing because I think the stero- the, the peri- paranormal community is very, uh, very stigmatized. See, I can't speak tonight. Mm-hmm. Every word is together. The paranormal community is very stigmatized because we have so many snake oil salesmen in it from many yes. years into the past. But now we've got this selection of people who are interested in learning and now have access to the tools to not only learn because of the internet connecting us, but actually in the maker community, people can bring together so many tools. So we have um, science in some very honest ways, some very dubious ways, meeting the hands of the layman, if you will, just people that are interested in dabbling. I, I think that makes a very ripe and interesting field for us all to be playing in right now because of toys. Like, you know, we, we as a group uh, do our seances and such play with our spirit boxes. Um, we've all seen, you know, some of the Gansfeld techniques and the frames and things like that. So I want to kind of take that conversation tonight and have it of, of Adler, where you think we're kind of going with this scientific community meets layman community. And, and, and is this good for you? Do you think this is good? Do you think people are starting to open up to the idea of the paranormal in your field? Or is it still something that's an absolute taboo? Yes, I would say it depends where in academia you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would say certain people are more open and certain people are just never, ever going to let themselves, you know, suspend their disbelief. Like they just, they won't let themselves do that. Um, in all of scientific, you know, training, like I can only speak about like hard sciences, like chemistry, biology, um, math, physics, uh, you're trained to put the world into boxes. Like that's, it's just how you're trained to do it. Um, And when you're in it, you don't really notice that that's what's happening, right? And so suddenly you're like, well, the world, it's very logical. Like, yes, the world is beautiful and magical, but it can be explained, right? And so it becomes mundane. So the longer you go in science, even though you might, you know, find the world more fascinating if you're a nerd like me, you know, if you go and you start studying these things to a professional scientist, you're like, oh, the world's beautiful and amazing. And I want to know all these intricate details, but it becomes more and more mundane Mm -hmm. um, because you start to just learn, oh, well, it's just this, it's just this. And so that's how everybody is trained. 
in science. And so there is a degree of, of um, sort of that logical thinking um, that we got from philosophy foundations and science, which is useful in things like the paranormal, because then you don't get fooled, right? So there's that aspect of, of you're not just going to be like, oh, I believe everything, right? So there is like, that's the nice part in science is that you're not going to believe absolutely everything. There's a degree of, you know, if you get something through a spirit box or through um, an EMF detector, you're going to be like, okay, but is it actually? And so I think that's a healthy thing that scientists can bring to the table, but not all of them are going to let themselves even start to play in it. Um, Mm -hmm. In my experience, uh, you know, I'm a chemist, I'm surrounded by chemists. I would say that, the people who deal more with things like physics and math and more the philosophical foundations are far more open. Whereas these other people who deal with more of the biology side of things, I don't know why this is a trend. They tend to be like, absolutely not. Like you can explain absolutely everything with science. It is simply science or psychology. And that's what it is. There's nothing weird. There's nothing strange. Like it can all be explained. Um, and those people you're simply never going to convince. Um, And so I think it takes, you know, for me, I'm in a unique position because I study physical chemistry. Um, That's more of the quantum world. And like my PhD advisor, we have, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. He seems very open to it, even though I don't think he believes it, but he likes having these conversations about, well, if there's other dimensions and there could be other people, like maybe there's a clone of me in another dimension doing something (laughs) else. Right. So he has all these weird conversations randomly that I don't start. (laughs) And so it shows me that there's, there's certain scientific professionals that are more open to it than others based on what their training is. And I think that the more philosophically, um, more philosophical foundations in a field and the more open you are to sort of this open-minded way of thinking those are the people that are going to be more willing to believe it. But just typical scientists, they're going to be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that's pretty accurate. Um, And I think that uh, like biologists and, you know, chemists and all that, they have a harder time because their field is I can touch it. And being able to physically touch something makes it a lot easier to say, oh yeah, it's real because I can touch it or I can come in contact with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're dealing with the paranormal, you're not dealing with the physical. You're not dealing with any of that. You're dealing with some sensation, maybe if you're lucky. And if you're lucky, maybe a device goes off. Maybe you get a word or two through a spirit box. But, you know, most of the time it's, you have to really go in faith-based more than anything else. I think that's actually a really interesting point because like that kind of matches with that theme, you know, like biologists, organic chemists, um, material scientists, they can touch their things. They can throw it into um, these big instruments and see what the structure is, exactly what happened. They can work out how electrons flowed, whereas physical chemists were like, it's a quantum event, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like Schrodinger's cat. You know, like my research is based on patterns and we're like, it either will happen or it won't. We have no idea. Um, you know, it's like, we don't even know what we're looking for and it might not even like exist and there's quantum states. And so like, I feel like those and, you know, physics, um, and mathematicians, like they're very much the same way where it's, it's kind of like, we can't, you can't touch it. 
we can't really measure it. You can simulate it in a computer and then we can sort of theorize that it exists <laughs> and mm -hmm. that this is how it works. So I think that's a really good point. Maybe that's why they're more or less open, depending on where you're at. As you both talk, I also hear another thing crop out of this, which uh, when I mentioned earlier, this kind of layman's approach to it, where people are getting the tech and they're approaching these issues, uh, these topics and, and trying different ways to sort through it. I'm wondering how much that offends the scientific community, seeing people take like I feel like there is an almost contrived but understandable butting of heads here between science and the layman because scientists are being rigid to stick to one approach you just broke that down very very eloquently but you know generalizing that and saying you know there's this kind of formality versus people that want to play and I I would imagine it's a little bit of an insult at times especially on the tv shows and things where they're throwing around terms related to quantum and such um, especially the shows that might have a budget to do some research and just aren't but you know I, I'm wondering Adler have you do you see people take take offense to that in your field or anything adjacent a hundred percent absolutely um, yeah scientists have an ego for sure um, and so I think there's there's two sides to that coin it's for me it's seeing people talk about quantum like I'm not a quantum chemist I've I've said this before, like I've studied quantum mechanics and so I understand it. And so when I see those things on TV, I understand enough to know what they're getting at. But then of course they never go into it because they're just doing it to sound smart and make it above everyone's heads. Um, so I understand enough to be frustrated in those moments. Cause I'm just like, no, like maybe you're right, but you're not saying anything. Um, and so it's kind of like they're using these, these buzzwords to sort of come off as smart. So nobody questions them. Um, and so I think there's that aspect to it, but there's also a flip side. I think scientists too, they do have an ego. They do, they do feel smarter than others. And they feel like, well, I know how this thing, like, you know, electromagnetic energy, they might be like, I'm an expert in this. And so like, I would know what this means. And you guys are just playing with it. So they might get like, you know, sort of that superiority complex there, but they also, I think on the flip side, would want to teach people, mm. right? How, like what they're looking at. Like if a scientist, you bring someone in who's like an expert in electromagnetism or something and they play with these things, they might be like, so this is what that signal means. Like, this is what you're getting. Like, just so you know how this device works, how to tell if it's faulty. Like they go through that logic of like, let's see if it actually is a strange signal or if it's coming from, you know, rocks underground. Like let's talk to a geoscientist or let's see if it's, a pipe in the wall or, you know, they'll go through and they, I feel like scientists a lot of times like to share their knowledge, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's because they want to show how smart they are or because they <laughs> genuinely want to contribute to the education, which is hopefully what they're doing. Um, you know, a lot of us go into this because we want to teach others, you know, we, we love this thing, we want to share it. And so I think that's the flip side is, is scientists would like to show like you go through all this stuff, you understand what this signal is, what you're getting. And now maybe you can see when it actually is anomalous because scientists are willing to admit when something's weird or they don't know mm -hmm. something, or at least they should. That's the whole point. <laughs> you know, they should be able to admit when they don't know what's going on. They might not say like admit like, oh, this is paranormal. Um, 
but they might say, yeah, that's weird. Like that doesn't make sense. Like I've gone through everything I understand. This is what I know. This is how the device works. I don't know what's going on. And that might be as close as you get them to be. But I think there's that double edge of scientists getting offended because they're like, I am smarter than you. And scientists getting offended because they're like, I can show you how this works. And maybe people don't want to listen to that. That seems big to me that and that I think that's really important to call out, too, is that there Mm -hmm. is an openness and a willingness on the part of scientists to work with people on these sort of things. There are certain groups out there. Um, So I'm very interested in seeing how we as a group, Adler, because you you've come on and done a seance with us. I'm curious if there's areas that you think might be interesting for us to continue exploring uh, either, you know, at large or specifically with you coming on to the show. Um, so there's a little bit of a shift in gears, but it's also in line of topic fields, like so- sorts of even generalities. Because I'm feeling as we're going into the new year an urge to explore again. You know, it's it seems to me like that time where it's it's mm-hmm. brainstorming season because it's dark out. And we did a great year of seances. Again, just having you on there in the last two weeks. I'm really proud of that body of work. And I'm curious where you would suggest us starting to look because maybe we do need to reach out to others of expertise levels and start asking questions when things prove anomalous to us. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because I feel like to an extent, like I'm so new in the paranormal, like I'm also just playing, right? And like, I'm not an expert in any of the stuff that we're using. Um, you know, like the spirit spirit box and stuff. It's like, I really don't understand frequencies that much. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's really, really interesting, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what we're hearing. To me, it's more a lot of the things that we are picking up on are more psychology-based, right? Um whether that's trance states or even things like tarot, if tarot is your subconscious and your subconscious is connecting to something um, or the Gansfeld, or like we've talked about the spirit box, like maybe they're not voices you hear on the radio. Maybe it's a, a voice you pick up subconsciously. And so I feel like to me, that's more psychology based. And so it'd be interesting to hear more of what they have to say. Um, you know, Phenomenacon, the new Kirks brought on people who talked about like dreams and retro causality and mm-hmm. um, those kind of experts, because those are the, the academic people who are more willing to, to explore this side of it all. Um, and I think they would know more because um, this is more of how is our brain working? Right. Yeah. Um, and this is stuff that's it's over my head, too. And so I'm like, I don't know, because it's like we experience things like I heard voices in the spirit box right? It's like, I heard it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's all I can tell you is that I heard voices that were across multiple radio stations, you know, and it doesn't make sense. But I don't know what that is. I don't know if, if, um, you know, an engineer would be able to tell me, you know, electrical engineer, maybe they know more than I do, or people who just work with radios, even for fun, you know, they just like, oh, I've worked with radio since I was a kid, I build radios, those kind of people, they tend to know a lot of things that I would never know, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that maybe bringing on more people or talking to more people more in those realms, even the people who aren't quote unquote, like academically trained, mm-hmm. like I said, just tinkerers because the experience is that's where you get your knowledge. Like a degree is great, but if you have no experience, Agreed. then what, 
you can't really say much. Yeah. So. so- I wonder though, you know, you're, you're talking about this and you were talking about how you're, you heard it in the brain. And so it might be a psychological thing, but it would also be something to see how the brain is interacting with that as well, because, you know, from maybe from like a neuroscience kind of um, perspective and seeing what the brain is picking up that we are not conscious to. And cause you know, our bodies and our brains pick up all sorts of stuff all the time but we're not really tuned in most of the time with mm-hmm. that. So it'd be very interesting to maybe talk to somebody who could explain the difference of, or even not even really the difference, but more of how our brains work when interpreting something that we can't explain. Yeah. There, there's so much like neuroscience is absolutely fascinating. And um, there are so many things that we obviously, like you just said, there's so so many stimuli we pick up on that we just don't know. Um, like I always thought of that with like the EMF, like I'm somebody who I think I don't know this, but I tend to like notice if there's exposed, um, you know, wiring or whatever, like in a house, like I, I feel it whereas like Mm -hmm. my family doesn't. So, you know, I get really creeped out and then I go from like, Oh, well, everything's exposed. Right. And so it's something that's a really dramatic example. It's like, you're picking up something that maybe other people don't notice, but everybody's picking up stuff. You know, we just, Mm -hmm. like you said, we're not tuned into it. And so, um, yeah, I've always found like those, um, there was something just came up and I remember what of somebody doing like scans while you're dreaming, right. And seeing how your brain is super active. And so, you know, that's a pretty pure subconscious state. And I wonder how, like, when you dream, if that's similar to when you're picking up on this activity, or if your brain is firing in similar ways, and you're just mm-hmm. not aware of it because you're like, I'm focused on a task and you're not focused on, you know, this sort of more subconscious stuff. That would be such an incredible study. Wow. I, I would love to like, just even read the case report when they're done, just to <laughs> see what they found. Um, but I, I'm a weirdo that likes to actually read medical journals. So <laughs> um, that, that that's one of my weird quirks. Um, but yeah, I think that that would be such a fascinating study to even, you know, figure that out as well. Um, you know, to kind of have somebody's brain monitored while they sleep and while they dream and then put them in situations where they're experiencing paranormal activity or being open to paranormal activity because you don't always experience it when you go looking for it. Sometimes nothing on the other side wants to talk to you. Then. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, thank you. <laughs> Not today. I, I, I just want to be quiet today. Go away, please. <laughs> that kind of leads to another conversation too, which again, like a year in review of, of the, the seances that we've been hosting. And I guess it's a good time to remind folks out there, if you, if you haven't already joined us, those are on Twitch on Saturday nights. Um, again, Adler's always there with us in chat, at least, but sometimes now coming on to the, the program itself uh, on camera to hang out with us there. And we'd love to keep having you back for it. A, a question. So if people are coming to watch these, you're, you're seeing the Estes method a lot. That's one of our favorite tools or, or procedures to implement. Probably heard me say it a dozen times on the show already that it's using headphones, blindfolds, and a spirit box. So the person is kind of in their own realm listening to that and, and saying words out loud they hear. I think it's really amazing the psychological perspective to the spirit box because people are hearing 
something from the radio. And I think I should probably leave mm-hmm. it at something. Sometimes it's a voice, a, a song snippet. Sometimes it's an amalgamation of noise behind all of the radio skips. So it is truly a something. You're hearing something, but it triggers a word in their mind, some sort of phrase, an association that they say out loud. And it is... I almost want to use the word spookily uh, accurate in how it responds to people's questioning, whether we're using this virtual means of Zoom here, where there's the three of us all kind of calling into a virtual room and, and, you know, using microphones from three different locations, cameras, headphones, and we're still able to make that work. To me, that is just phenomenal and i really would like to explore the psychological aspects of that in particular oh yeah it's fascinating because it's like at that point i've always like been thinking not always i don't know why i say that but i'm thinking kind of recently where it's is this something outside of us that we're hearing and that's communicating you know where it's sort of separated by space and it's like oh like i heard this question i'm going to pop over here say it into her headphones um or is this a subconscious thing Right. Like, is it something where it's like, well, like, I can't tell what question, like, I can't hear your question, but maybe somewhere I know what question you're asking. And then, you know, I don't know. And so I think it's really, really interesting. Of Is this a subconscious thing or is it something external or is it both? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, I have no idea. I don't know how it works at all. It really excited me to have you do the Estes method for us uh, on stream because Usually, I think I think we the exception of maybe Tenny, uh, I'm I'm always the one that's under, and I love it. I I really do. I'm I'm st- I feel like I'm starting to get somewhere after doing it so many times. Like it's easier to get in some states or something like that. But it was very exciting to be on the question asking side of it, and the responses we got from you. I just. It was a fascinating one. For those that, that want to go and watch it, we have an archive for our uh, Revelator Podcast Network members up there on the website. But I, 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 I'm, I'm planning on going back through and re-listening to it and taking more notes. That's one of my favorite things to do with them is as I'll sit down and I'll binge a couple over a weekend or something. But these seances all oddly tied together as well, which begs me to ask more questions of the psychological, because Pagan and I are always here. We kind of are these, you know, guideposts to it. But then we've been having a new guest come by, like yourself, like Kiki Dombrowski. Someone new comes in, and yet we get these very interesting through messages. So mm-hmm. I think us is a weird little family. We get some really cool stuff coming at us from all different directions. Oh, yeah. I think, I think too, it's it's because this community just, we like playing. Yeah. I think that you guys have helped mm-hmm. to foster that corner of the paranormal. I hate using that umbrella term, yeah. but you know, the paranormal. And I think you guys have, have created this little corner where it's like, Oh, it's just fun. We're just going to try this. We're just going to play. And I think that whatever is coming through is sort of, you know, using that it's like, Oh, you're playing. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you try different things and, and it seems like there's a fairly consistent or at least several different, things that seem to have their own threads that come back from time to time, uh, which is super interesting. I kind of feel like our, you know, our seance nights are very much like paranormal social hour. So whatever's on the other side is like, 
I don't really know who these people are, but you know, I'm going to go and see what it's all about and talk to them. And, you know, if they're complete weirdos, I don't have to go again. And so I think that we get this very kind of fun, strange group of whatever coming through. And I say whatever very loosely, because honestly, truly, we don't know exactly what we're talking to most of the time, but we're talking to something. And it's very fun to always see the different voices and different entities and different things come through and each one kind of has their own little personality. Like sometimes we've had our, our regular that likes to come back and that's Harold. Um, we've had a couple of other regulars that have come back and then we get some new ones that are like, Hey, my friend told me about this. I'm going to stop by kind of like we did with Kiki's where we were trying to reach out to the mermaids we had spoken to last time, but we got a variation of them. So it was got the Shrek coming through. (laughs) We got Shrek. (laughs) Yes, Shrek energy. Um, So I think that, you know, having that paranormal social hour, which is a very fun way to kind of think about it. It's so different than I'm going to go into a spooky place and I'm going to make whatever's here talk to me. When reality, we just want to talk to whoever's into talking to us. And that's so much more fun than anything else, I think solidly agree that is what it is all about my opinion is making those good connections and and again that's what brings us back to why we're here in this call to begin with is that making these great connections uh it it elevates our ability to in like dive further into the paranormal and i i am using it as a really umbrella term because there's a lot of fun things to to look into i mean there are the cryptids and the fun things like that but we've got these ultra terrestrials that seem to be buzzing in maybe some what kind of chimes in is traditionally angelic energy buzzing in. So I'm really excited (laughs) to see where these go over the next couple months. It's an interesting time of year too, with all the holidays around. So I guess I would Mm -hmm. ask Adler, are you thinking of doing anything fun and paranormally for the holidays? Cause I think we're going to, we're going to do some stuff here to try and charge up some energy from Christmas past, present, future things. Uh, any outcomes you might want to see from that seance in particular? That I'm looking forward to that one. Cause like over the holidays, I go home, um, going back up to Michigan and I don't really do weird stuff there. My parents are, would probably be very into it, but I would feel strange being like, Oh, hold on. Let me go do Estes method in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so I like these streams I live for either Santa's seance or I think past, present, future, that's going to be super duper interesting. Um, For me though, like all these seances, like I never have like expectations for them. You know, I'm never like, I'd like to see this because it's like, I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like I come and it's like, let's just see what happens. Let's just play. And like, whatever comes up, you just kind of roll with it. Um, That's kind of been my approach over the past year where it's like, I don't know, I'm just gonna, we're going to try it. We're going to (laughs) play. Let's see what happens. (laughs) I I need to start putting the call out there to folks, too, to all of our guests that come by, to all of our listeners. If you think if you see weird paranormal tools that you think we'd be interested in, like in trying in a seance, um, feel free to reach out on Twitter or, or in our Gilded community or just send us an email because... This is something that I always praise the Newkirks for is like Greg's eye for buying strange occult goods that you can play with. Also, Peter Biebergall with Strange Frequencies. I mean, he, he that yeah. book alone introduced me to tons. Um, Kiki's book introduced me to tons of divination techniques. And so I'm like looking at these 
sort of kind of encyclopedias in front of me and I'm like, what do I want to buy? How can I acquire <laughs> these? Some of them are dirt cheap and, you know, you can make from a junk drawer. Other things are proprietary and weird. You have to buy it from someone that's way overpriced. But I am going to put out that call from now on that if folks come up with weird stuff like that, if it's if it's apps, this is another one is, is apps, Adler. We haven't, I, I think you'd be an interesting person to have a continued conversation in the future. There's some really cool apps, like uh, one that flashes lights in your eye. I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up. But it does like uh, Gansfeld style effects and like the dream machine style stuff. So there are these kind of scientific approaches uh, where they've done, quote, testing and laboratory studies on them and brought it into app form in this way that you can utilize it and I don't know. I guess I guess that's a, coming to mind that we should have a big conversation about that in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, those kind of things are super interesting because like you said, like some of those are tested, you know, they're through psychology departments. Typically, um, those are tested. and They're like, oh, well, here you go. The public can try it now. Um, and they're just never applied to the paranormal. So a lot of those things start off as science. I think we touched on this the seance. Things start off with a scientific you know, background, or they start off paranormal and they sort of flip worlds, <laughs> you know, they right. sort of jump into the other realm. Um, Cause these things have different applications and it just takes the person just takes a really creative person to go, Oh, well maybe I can use that for this. <laughs> Bingo. By the way, the one I was talking around was uh, luminate for anyone at home that wants mm-hmm. to try it. Luminate. I, I like it. it. It's pretty wild. You put it, your phone in front of you, it uses the camera's flash, you close your eyes, and it, it does that stroboscopic effect. Um, but yes, exactly that. There's also one on here called Reverie, uh, which is a psychology department. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but it is like a hypnosis app, which is really kind of cool. I, it did not work on me the first time. I did not find myself hypnotized. <laughs> But it is all apparently, you know, scientific study on using hypnosis for chronic pain, you know, acute pain, all kinds of things like that. So really cool stuff that starts to bridge that, again, that layman space where you can just pick up this app. You can get a lot of them for free or for cheap. And you can start doing a lot of this like low, low grade science, like at home, which is the play that I think inspires most of us to keep going is, is wanting mm-hmm. to pick up tools and tinker or pick up some new method and tinker. So cheers to us going into this brand new year, uh, bringing together this weird family, bringing together all these cool ideas of strangeness. I know there's going to be a lot of new things for us to encounter around the corner. Um, like we said, mm-hmm. that past, present, future seance is going to be great. I can't wait to see the new Kirks try and channel in Santa this year in the, the traveling oh, uh, gosh, yes. <laughs> museum of paranormal occult. That's going to be so good. It's going to be a very occult holiday season, everyone. Oh, and we're doing a big Yule celebration that we want everyone to come to. That is on the 22nd, Wednesday, the 22nd. Uh, I can't remember if we said that's a 7 or 8 p.m. start, but it's on the calendar. I'm hoping Katie Webb comes by. We usually do those ones around 8. Um, so I think that works better with her work schedule. So come by for a big old Yule supper, everyone. We've got the giveaway going on, too, for some Yule stuff. Um, on mm-hmm. the 15th, this Wednesday, we're doing a big old spell bottle workshop. So there's lots of fun happening in the community. And it's just a massive 
like honor to have Adler come by and host the seance with us. Come by here, talk about this because Adler, you're such a, a cool pillar of the community and we just want to give you massive props and massive thank you. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. No, you guys are the ones that deserve the props, Like you're bringing together so many cool people. <laughs> like it's incredible. Like this is honestly, I'm really bad at keeping with podcasts. This is the only one <laughs> that I've been able to keep up Yay! with. And so what? like, I'm so bad. So this is what I listen to as I'm doing science. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh that's so awesome. Influence so you guys science. are amazing. <laughs> like this little playful corner, like absolutely love this little corner you guys have made oh that means the world to us thank you so much adler that is just truly amazing i i really want to encourage folks if you did not get to catch the live uh, seance that we did for the public that one is archived with adler so you can go grab that mm-hmm. if you're a revelator member of the contributor above go snag that it would help support us it helps this crazy show keep going and becoming more weird and t- taking on new guests and doing new things so here's to more experiments um, Adler, thank you again. I just, I cannot thank yes, you for taking the time tonight. This has been a beautiful chat. Um, we, we discussed a lot more like interesting cerebral topics as well on that, that interview, the seance part. Um, that was just beautiful. So we'll have you back around the corner, probably into the new year, chit chat with you. And I'd love to have you back for more Estes work too. You know, once you're yes through the holidays and all that, and you're moved back home to everything that you're doing, um, getting you back on camera to do that would just make me super duper happy. Maybe whatever we spoke with Pagan will come back around and we can do around two there, but I'll look forward to that. Oh yes, Anytime yes. the weekends. You know, get me away from all these other scientists. <laughs> Give me an excuse to, to do weird things and be like, oh, I'm busy. Sorry. <laughs> Love it. We will be that. We will be those people for you. So everyone yes. out there, go follow Adler over on Twitter, on Instagram. Are you active on any other social media platforms we should shout out? That is all that I have. <laughs> those are the big two. That's okay. I just like to make sure I'm never missing anything for folks and under promoting. Uh, I know those links are in for the pieces that are up on the blog. So folks want to grab those. Uh, they should also be in the description below. So whether you're watching this on YouTube or on uh, your podcast players at home, you can go follow Adler on Twitter and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Get in with the weird family. If you're not already part of the Gilded community, that's a great place to go because we share a lot of tarot pictures and things from our say on Saturdays. Adler, you've been posting all those pictures in there too. So folks, get involved. You can go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash gilded for an easy application link. I think that's where we're going to leave it for this week, everyone. Happy, I think so. Happy, happy holidays. We will be doing a couple more episodes here and there. Um, we're going to pause for a week, I think around Yule. So just look out for that one. I guess, I guess that means they will not get an episode on Wednesday, the 22nd. This will come out on the 15th, but just know that you have a pause then between this one and the next. So thank you, dear listeners for keeping us engaged and in love with the paranormal and all things weird. Adler, thank you for joining us. Pagan, thank you for being such an amazing co-host and we will catch you all next time on Chaos and Shadow. Bye-bye and take care. Bye-bye.